Hey, what's up, everybody? It is the season debut episode of the Snipe and Selly podcast, FTF Media's guide to anything and everything happening on the ice. We are back for season three. I'm your host, Mark, and I am joined once again by my awesome line mates, Lauren, Haley, and Mike. How's everyone doing this week? I'm so excited to be back. I'm fabulous. And I see Lauren has the wine. I also have the wine. Uh, Mike, it sounds like it was a stressful week. Do you have a, a beverage of choice as well? I'm just rocking some coffee right now. It was a long week at work. So to, to get into the weekend, I need I needed some, some caffeine. But I'm also nice. doing well. Just like I said, it was a tough week. But it's nice to see everybody's face again. This is awesome. Absolutely. Hail's about yourself. Opening my truly now, because um, I was slacking. Uh, it was a good week. I was not at work. I was at a conference for training, so that was great. I'm ready to go back on Monday and see all the problems and emails I have to send, the joys of being a supervisor. Yeah, well, it, right now, as we record, it is the very start of the weekend, so at least enjoy that uh, before uh, before we, reality sets back in. And I know that Haley's uh, Philadelphia Phillies are in the NLCS right now, and, uh, and they're hoping to take a two-one lead tonight uh, back home in Philadelphia. So uh, that that's pretty awesome as well. Uh, so stay tuned over the next hour or so to hear our thoughts on what's been going on around the National Hockey League and the hockey world as a whole since the last time we all got together. And it's been you know three and a half months since the last time we all got together. Uh, so without further delay, let's drop the puck for our opening face-off. And for our opening face-off, I want to go over to our wonderful line mate, Lauren, uh, and see what uh, what she has on her mind as we get our season debut episode, the first episode of season three started. I'm just so happy that hockey is back. It's, it's a long summer. I love baseball, obviously, but just there's something about hockey, especially when the nights here in New England get dark very, very soon. Um so I'm really happy that hockey's back. It's already seems like it's going to be a really fun season. I know we're only five-ish games into the season, but I'm really excited for the the obviously the Bruins, my Stanley Cup defending Avs, and just the Atlantic Division as a whole. I'm really excited to see what these teams will do because everything or every team looks stacked. And I'll yes, Mike, go Padres. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought up our uh, our days getting shorter because it it's just it's it's the depressing reality of fall. Even though I love fall, uh, is uh, you know I work from home, uh, and so my routine every day once I've you know uh, finished my work for the day, I'll, I'll uh, head down from my office, and uh, I'm just used to the summer, you know, having it light out until seven thirty, eight o'clock, and you know I go down the stairs at five thirty, and it's already you know I got to put the lights on because it's already uh, starting to get dark, and I know that. In another few weeks, uh, it'll be like pitch black at 4.30. So it's just, it's depressing. But uh, hockey does help to mask some of that. I absolutely agree, Lauren. Uh, Mike, how about yourself? Do you have an opening face-off for us as we kick off season three? Sure do. I'm so excited to be back with y'all. Finally getting to watch some hockey a little bit. I missed the first couple of games of the season, but I was able to watch last night, watch my Bruins. Um, but I want to I wanna put a, a shout out right now because that was a very boring um, shootout. It was like some of we had some of the more exciting people in the league, you know, just sort of like lobbing the puck at the goalie. So I'm going to give a shout out to um, Suzuki from the 
um, from the Canadians. I don't know if anyone saw that clip, him doing the Datsuk um, to win mm-hmm. it in, in overtime uh, or for the, the penalty shot goal. So that was pretty dope because we need to have more exciting things like that. Uh, you know, Trevor Zegras went in and basically just rolled the puck into Linus Olmark. So let's get some more excitement in these uh, shootouts. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because in general, the, the, the Boston Bruins tend to be very unsuccessful in shootouts. It's very well documented. Uh, it uh, has been a point of frustration for the fan base, but their secret weapon, and it happened to be a game where Linus Olmark started, but maybe even if Olmark is not starting a game, if Jeremy Swayman is starting a game where the Bruins ended a shootout, you need to get Linus Olmark in that because since the shootout started, Linus Ulmark actually has the highest save percentage in the National Hockey League. It's like 869 or something, which, you know, if that's uh, regulation play, that's horrid. And he's not going to getting into any games. But for the shootout, that's exceptional. You know, 87% uh, save percentage. So Linus Ulmark is the Bruins' secret weapon in shootouts. Also, Brad Marchand, when he comes back, usually has a lot of su- success. So, uh, but yeah, in general, not uh, not very entertaining shootout last night. Although I will point out that uh, before a Taylor Swift album release, Taylor Hall had both goals for the Bruins, including the shootout winner. So uh, it was a big night for Taylor's. Uh, Hales, how about yourself? Uh, an opening face-off as we get uh, this episode started. Yeah, so first off, Mike, I know you're going to root for the Padres. It's where you live and all. But I've waited 11 years to see the Phillies in the playoffs again. So I'm just happy that they're there, not going to lie. Um but I want to talk about something else very shocking, which is the fact that uh, the Flyers are winning games. And I'm pretty sure nobody expected that. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. But biggest shock at the start of the season for me was them going 3-0. So Philadelphia is on something right now in almost every single sport except basketball. I don't know what's going on. The men's soccer team's even in the playoffs. It's I need the Eagles to lose, though. The other Philadelphia teams can win, but the Eagles need to lose. Um and so I just wanted to I wanted to bring up the Flyers because that's not my topic for later. Shocking, I know. Yeah, it's surprising to everyone. Maybe we shouldn't have uh, doubted the great John Tortorella, uh, but the, the Flyers are off to an excellent start, despite the fact that everyone thought that they'd be tanking for Connor Bedard. Um, but we'll have to see how things go from there. Uh, you know, not to cast aspersions on uh, Hales and her uh, her Flyers, but uh, you know we saw a similar hot start from the Sabres last year and this year as well. And then, you know, some of those teams kind of fall back down to earth, but we'll see if things can continue to to move uh, smoothly for the Flyers. As for myself, my opening face-off has to do with cash, money, cashola, payola, specifically the NHL salary cap. The salary cap uh, could be going up by at least $4 million uh, in next NHL season from Someone else, whoever reported this, uh, Gary Bettman's mouth uh, to uh, to God's ears. I need this to happen because I am so sick and tired of the NHL salary cap being flat. And the reason why it's been flat for the last couple of years is that uh, because of the COVID pauses, uh, the players basically have like escrow. They've been paying back the owners because uh, uh, of the revenues flatlining during uh, COVID. So supposedly by the end of this year, uh, that escrow could finally be uh, be done with, and uh, the NHL salary cap could go up by at least $4 million. And that means Jeremy Jacobs, Charlie Jacobs, Don Sweeney. That means there's no excuse not to get a contract extension done with David Pasternak, all right? 
I know it's going to get done. Bruins fans knows it, know it's going to get done. But I'm very impatient right now. I need a contract extension to be done with David Pasternak. I do not want to continue to see him score goals and say, oh, that's probably driving the price up. I want him to be locked in for the next eight years, just like Chucky Mack is. All right, let's get this done, please. Uh, so that is my opening face-off. Uh, the salary cap is most likely going up uh, if all goes well the rest of the year. And that money should be going directly into David Posternuck's pockets if you were the uh, the Boston Bruins front office. Ah, so now that we got our opening face-offs out of the way, for anyone who is listening to our show for the first time or just hasn't listened uh, in a while, we pretty much uh, adopted a uh, uh, format towards the, the end of last season where uh, you know we just had uh, each of our line mates choose a topic that they wanted to steer the discussion on uh, for uh, you know for their particular segment and then we're going to uh, continue to adopt that uh, that same philosophy this year so Lord I wanted to go right back over to you uh, not to put you on the spot but to get our show kicked off uh, what did you have uh, you know for us this week to discuss I know that it's you know it's hockey fans and they get passionate and they get spicy takes probably way too early but one thing I noticed especially in the preseason or before the preseason even started with Jake DeBrusque obviously he was a big topic for a lot of last season and once Bruce Cassidy was fired he rescinded his trade request and there was all that around him and we hadn't we as in the media hadn't spoken to him since he rescinded that trade request the first opportunity we talked to him we're obviously going to ask him you know what what changed her mind and the amount of spicy takes that were like they were mad at the media for asking they were mad at the answer that jake the brusque gave just reminded me brought me back down to earth very quickly like i was on like on my high horse just because i was finally back in the building things are finally back to normal i don't want to say post-covid because covid just didn't go away but things are normal for the first time since 2020 and people just are so vile on the internet whether it's toward jake debrusque whether it's toward the people who actually asked jake debrusque the question and it just i was like this is going to be such a long season especially if he doesn't play well right now he's off to a very good start but it's also just like a reminder that we're just doing our jobs you want to know just as much if we didn't ask that question then it would be well why did no one ask about jake debrusque's trade request it's it was the biggest topic for a lot of last season going into the off season until Bruce Caskey was fired. So I just, a gentle reminder that this is our job to do. And again, we probably would have been torn to shreds if that question didn't ask get, get asked. And now Jake DeBrusque is playing really well and no one's even talking about it. No one's talking about his, well, they're talking about his success, but they're not talking about his trade request. They're not talking about, you know, is it Montgomery? Is it Cassidy? It, they're just enjoying hockey. Like, why can't we just do that all the time? Yeah, I totally agree, Lauren. And I absolutely agree with the, the premise as well. You know that that is going to be asked. Uh, you also know, by the, by the same token, that Jake DeBrusque is not going to come out and say, yeah, I couldn't stand Butch, uh, even though it kind of seems like that's true. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I wanted out because uh, this guy was a horrible communicator with me and uh, I didn't uh, feel like I was valued. I didn't feel like uh, I had any, any future here. And, you know, when that changed, so did, uh, you know, so did my desire to, to stay here. He's not going to say that because hockey players don't do that. You know, they, they, they like to give generic answers and you and reporters like Lauren know, yeah, I'm not going to get anything out of this guy, but I got to ask. Uh, so, you know, it's, 
it's absolutely the the, the job of uh, of the the excellent reporters who cover the Bruins uh, to to ask those questions. And ironically enough, media accountability in the Boston market was a hot topic this particular week. Uh, so there's a such thing as responsible reporting, which is what you know people are doing when they're asking Jake DeBrus, okay, you know what what changed your mind about wanting to stay in Boston um, as opposed to you know making things up from ran, random Twitter DMs. Um, so I absolutely agree. And uh, I think fans need to like, you know, in the case of people who are plagiarizing or making things up or speculating for hot takes, I think you should call people like that out when people are just trying to do their jobs, let them do their jobs. It's to be expected. And, uh, and by the same token, players, you know, aren't always going to give uh, give a spicy answer in, in return. Uh, and Jake DeBrus didn't do that. So I absolutely agree, Lauren, 1000%. Mike, I'd love to hear your your thoughts on this topic. It's just such a frustration, frustrating situation overall, especially like as much as I love Twitter and it has rekindled so much of my love for sports because you can get so much information in such a short amount of time. Everyone wants to stand out. And so everyone wants to be the person with the tweet or the comment that gets, that goes viral or to ratio some, um, you know, big time reporter or something like that. So it just becomes easier and easier for people to just go for the low hanging fruit and just take shots and, or like Mark, you said, just make shit up and just talk, you know, and, and, you know, just put sources, sources say in quotes so that, you know, if their guess is completely is right, they can be like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm an insider too. And it's just, it's awful and it's frustrating. It's annoying. Um, there is a job to do, you know, obviously sports journalism is a very important um, position in this world and I appreciate it, but let's, let's keep it professional. Let's keep it real and stop trying to, you know, these are people's lives. This is actual human beings working and, and trying to move forward. Let's not try to just be spicy. Like you were saying, Lauren, um, and I don't think this is the last time that we will talk hard on the fans in this episode or this season, uh, but got it right out of the way, right, <laughs> right off the bat. And I'll, I'll do some more later. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, we got to drop the puck right away on, uh, on, on stuff like that. It, it, it's, it's so true. There's a huge difference between someone being snarky and trying to fight with uh, Jake DeBrust's mom on Twitter um, uh, and uh, you know, someone who's just trying to, uh, to, you know, do their due diligence and, ask a question that again, admittedly, they probably know I'm not going to get the answer to this. Um, but I have to ask, it's my job. Um, and if, if like Lauren said, if I don't ask, everyone's going to say, well, why didn't you ask? Um, and so, uh, yeah, th there's a huge difference between someone who like uh, Mike said, is just trying to, uh, to, you know, be noticed. And there's a lot of people like that. Uh, uh, people who uh, used to cover uh, hockey, who now become uh, hot take artists for NBC sports, Boston, uh, you know, there are people who just try try and get noticed, uh, no matter what the cost. Uh, and there's people who are just genuinely trying to cover uh, the sport that they love. Uh, and people should not be, you know, shamed for uh, you know for, for doing their actual jobs. It's very easy to to notice who is just trying to do their job and who's trying to to get attention. Uh, it, it's not hard. So when you see people who are just trying to do their jobs, just leave them, leave them be, give, uh, you know, promote their work, um, you know, engage in good faith discussion, uh, but don't just try and do this gotcha stuff. Uh, it's, it's annoying. It really is. Hales, did you have anything to add to this particular uh, subject? 
can't work my mute button. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm over here trying to do 400 things at once and can't find things. Um, I just want to reiterate that damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like you're you're going to be mad at me if I do it. You're going to be mad at me if I don't. So I'm just going to do my job because that's one what I get paid to do, and two what I like. I'm obviously not a sports reporter, but I'm speaking as someone and what I like to do. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well. And so that means you have to ask those questions. It doesn't matter if the fans who sit at home on the couch watching the game care if that's a good question or not. You just have to do your job. So again, what Mike said, we're going to talk about fans all year long because we saw it last year, how horrible that they really can be, especially in the playoffs. And so again, you just have to say, do better, do better. Think about the person as a person, not just their job. Yeah, and I think one of the the best things that uh, Twitter has actually put in place, because uh, that is where most of the interaction goes on, uh, is the uh, hey, there's another person, uh, you know, uh, behind this, uh, uh, you know, behind this account. Uh, maybe you don't want to, you know, call them a dickhead. Um, uh, and, and you know, sometimes people just ignore that and they send the tweet anyway. But uh, that's one of the best things that they have uh, they've implemented uh, on that app. Uh, you know, it's it's just we're going to continue to talk about fans for the rest of the season because uh, fan conduct in person, uh, fan conduct online, uh, fan conduct on talk radio, it's, it's horrid across the board. Uh, and, you know, you, you hate to see uh, fans antagonize people just trying to do their jobs. And, uh, you know, it is our job that we're not paid for uh, to call it out when we see it. Uh, so uh, I thank you, Lauren, for bringing that up uh, for our discussion uh, on this first episode of the season. Mike, I wanted to check in with you to see, uh, you know, what uh, what you had on tap for us. I was going to defer to Haley because I didn't know what her topic was, and I didn't want to step on her toes. Perfect. See, that's a, that's an assist. Nice. I so I'm not going to go into detail into all the like sexual assault allegations stories that we saw over the like over I say the summer, but just the break in between the season, right, and and stuff that we saw last season. But I want to bring it up in. A positive light that sounds really weird but just bear with me here what kyle beach did allowed all these other people to come out and speak and that is exactly what we need and so i wanted to bring light to that it's not that these stories that we're going to see more and more like it's currently happening necessarily i mean it may still be and i hope that those people come forward as well but you're going to see a lot of like older stories where the allegations happened a while ago because these victims sorry survivors are feeling empowered to speak up and I just want to say a big thank you to Kyle Beach for that again I know that we probably thanked him a bunch on this show because what he's doing is really helping the game of hockey in that in that background you know they might not come out and say that he's the reason that they feel comfortable to come out and speak on these issues now but I, I really do think that it's a big part of it um so Basically, I just wanted to bring it up in a way that says we don't need to make hockey for everyone. We do, but we also need to make it safe for everyone. And so when people like Kyle Beach come forward and they tell these stories, it's making it safer. So I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I, I thank you for bringing that up, Haley. And obviously, our show has not been any stranger to topics like this. We talked about the Blackhawk situation. We talked about uh, some of the other horrendous uh, incidents that have happened. Uh, you know, ra racial incidents. Uh, you know, any sort of intolerance on the ice. And you know, most recently, we have the Hockey Canada situation that has been uh, has been brought up. Um, you know, from from a few years back. And you once again see just how 
ugly these organizations can be. Most recently, Hockey Canada's uh, entire board finally, finally stepped down after basically doing nothing. And the only reason why those uh, those members finally left is because the sponsors are starting to pull out. Money talks. Money always talks. And that was the only reason why these people who did nothing and uh, again just like we saw in chicago uh not only you know covered up but tried to uh, you know try you know, to try to wipe their hands of uh, of a sexual assault they they wanted to do nothing about it and uh when the the sponsor money went away suddenly uh there was uh you know there was contrition there was oh you know uh, we're very sorry about this and it's just disgusting to see it has to come to that point. And we need more people like Kyle Beach. We need more people like uh, you know the 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 young woman who uh, brought forward her accusation against Ian Cole uh, on social media, which the NHL very swiftly decided, hey, there's nothing to this because she didn't respond to our DM. Uh, you know, we need more people who are brave enough, uh, like Kyle Beach, to uh, to you know bring these accusations uh, into the light uh, and less entities like Hockey Canada and like the National Hockey League that like to just wipe their hands of it. Uh, it's just, it really is disgusting to see uh, these actions continue by people who are in power. Uh, Lauren, I'd love to uh, to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, it's it just seems like it's a recurring issue. And I feel like we talked about this so much last season. We, we did a really good job, I feel, dedicating episodes to these kinds of topics. And I was hopeful, maybe I was naive, but I was hopeful that a, this wouldn't be a recurring thing this season or that the NHL would have learned that to take swift action, take better action. And then you have all this with Hockey Canada. And like you said, money talks. And it's it's really disheartening. It's really disappointing to see all these stories come out. But also, like you mentioned, it's very empowering that people are are feeling empowered and feeling like, okay, I can tell my story. And I know with the whole Ian Cole thing, people were like, oh, it's so easy to make a Twitter account and just make up, write my statement and, and tweet it. Yes, of course, it's very easy to do that. But, you know, I don't know. I I didn't do any research on this person's Twitter handle. I didn't try to go look for this person on Ben Verified. And if they use the VPN, it's going to be nearly impossible to, to locate that person. But that was... Um, very swift, very brief action. Um, it's almost as if they were like, well, if they don't message us back in 24 hours, then case closed. And hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I don't want to say that I hope it's, obviously I don't want it to be true, but I wouldn't want somebody to make that up. It's like such a double-edged sword where you would hope that no one would do something so vile, but no one, you don't want anyone to make something that vile up. Um, maybe maybe just me being an optimist maybe this will be the year that we see legitimate change maybe if more people continue to speak up and speak their stories and speak their truth the nhl and hockey canada and all professional hockey leagues across all levels will finally be like we really need to do something and we need to make sure that a the 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 survivor is safe and they feel like they can come to they have a safe place to go and talk they can talk to someone they can speak freely and not only that, but once they come forward, they have the correct resources. The, if they have the assistance program, if there's some sort of therapy there for, for survivors, we're definitely taking steps in the right direction with that player's assistance program. It just needs to be, it just needs to be a little bit better. And maybe by a little bit, I mean a lot. And 
I feel like we will get there. It's just so slow. And every time a new story comes out, I just feel like it's 10 steps back because it's this disheartening feeling of, well, how are they going to mess it up this time? Or how quickly is this investigation going to go? How many people knew about this? And how long had this been going on? There's question after question where it's like, how did this slip through, quote unquote, slip through the cracks? And like I said, hopefully this this will be the year and hopefully the NHL can really take it seriously. I don't, I feel like there needs to be an overhaul of the NHL's offices and the 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 rules in place, the the, the programs. Because um, these things unfortunately will never stop happening for as long as we live. It's an unfortunate reality, but we can make hockey a safer place for survivors and for people to have a safe place to go. And like I said, tell their story and come forward and not feel like they're, they're going to get overshadowed. They're going to be like, well, okay, thanks for telling us. And then just kind of sweep it under the rug. I don't know what has to happen. I feel like Kyle Beach was a step in the right direction. But like I said, you have this Hockey Canada stuff, the Ian Cole situation, and it's just constant reminders that like hockey is just a mess. And I don't know what it's going to take to finally get this straightened out or get this get this right and take this seriously. I just hope it it's not too late by the time that happens. Yeah, very, very well said, Lauren. Um, I my opinion is that as long as these types of organizations are allowed to investigate themselves, there is always going to be a degree of ass covering going on. Um, so I'm not as optimistic that uh, you know we will have uh, you know fewer instances of uh, of uh, organizations like the NHL trying to cover their own tracks. I do, however, have optimism and hope that the more times you know uh, accusations are brought into the light. It will discourage future reckless behavior uh, by you know people like uh, hockey can uh, uh, you know pl- players uh, who actually you know assaulted a, a young girl. Uh, yeah, even though it's really shitty to think, oh, maybe if they think if they think there's a better chance that they'll get in trouble that they won't do it, uh, as opposed to just hey, this is wrong, it shouldn't happen. Uh, maybe that will be the case that maybe the fear of, uh, Hey, this might, uh, you know, this might be reported and, uh, I might get in trouble a few years from now, uh, will, will discourage that type of behavior again, shitty that, that it has to come to that as opposed to just following your moral compass. But you know, it, that's the world we live in. But I think for real change to happen, you need to have more truly impartial bodies investigating and and handing on discipline if you if the nhl is allowed to say like you said lauren well you know we we asked we replied to her tweet asking her to dm us and we interviewed ian cole and he said he didn't do it so i guess this matter's closed i mean no the matter shouldn't be closed should he be you know suspended indefinitely while you try and find answers you know maybe not uh but you should still continue to investigate even while he continues to play you should not just say hey you're done, buddy. Uh, you, you, you're, you're all clear. No, you should try and get answers. You should, you should make repeated attempts to try and get in touch with this woman. Uh, it's you know entirely possible that uh, that she has not been online because uh, she a was flooded with replies of people. Again, never read the replies, people. Never read the replies. If I can give you any sort of advice uh, of all these people saying you made this up, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, Ian Cole's a, a veteran defenseman, and, uh, and and I'm not going to call him a scrub by any means. 
I don't think people are going to be jumping at the chance to try and take down Ian Cole uh, for no reason. All right. I think that there was almost certainly some validity to this. Uh, can't be proven, of course. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, besmirch his character, but come on. Uh, so I, I just, I, I think that it's a little ridiculous that, uh, that the NHL is allowed to just say, oh, well, you know, we did the bare minimum. So I guess this is over. Please stop talking about it, guys. I just think it's ridiculous. Uh, Mike, I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on this as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I just want to start off by saying like, I stand um, Kyle Beach. I stand these survivors who are speaking up. But also at the same time, I'm just as there for people who don't. There's no correct way to deal with trauma and to deal with assault um, of these kinds. So I think it is important that while we um, celebrate those who do speak up and who do come out about these factor, uh, these um, actions, that we take the time to understand that there is still validity in not coming forward as you see how these people are treated when they do. I think that, I think we've all agreed that there needs to be change from the top of the NHL on down, from the top of um, Hockey Canada on down, from the top of US USA Hockey on down. But additionally, we have to change ourselves, right? And we have to hold ourselves accountable and we have to hold our friends, our, our teammates, our, our people accountable as well. Because one of the things that I think is inherent in what Mark, you were talking about, Lauren, what you were talking about is that there's comfort. These people don't feel uncomforted by doing these things because there aren't any repercussions sometimes at all. And definitely not until it hits a level where it's so far gone that these survivors have been absolutely trashed. Their lives are changed forever. And if there's any accountability at that time, it's it's too late. So we need to create a situation where, you know, I, I struggle to use the, you know, if you see something, say something just because of, you know, some of the negative connotations around that. But when your teammates, when your friends, you know, however you see them, when they're doing things that are like this or that are on the road to um, conduct like this, you need to call them out and you need to you need to let them know that this isn't the type of society. This isn't the sport, how we want the sport to be. So I think that it's it's inherent on all of us to make that change culturally because the the it's not it's never going to shift until there's repercussions from jump street you know when it's if 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 you're already in the nhl before you see any semblance of of blowback from these actions you know, we've lost yeah i think that's really really well said mike uh and and because all you know all the live long day we can you know sit here and say uh you know how uh you know, how come these organizations react the way they do? Well, how about why can't we nip these types of situations in the bud? You know, why can't we, as peers, stop them from happening? You know, again, in the Hockey Canada situation, a player who I, I will not name, who's currently in the NHL, uh, was interviewed and uh, the determination was, oh, yeah, he went into the room and uh, it was like a, a bunch of his teammates and uh, and a girl. And they said they were uh, just having fun and having some pizza and he said, uh, oh, well, I don't want to stay here and, and just and left. Uh, 
we're supposed to believe this. Yeah, we're we're supposed to believe that this this guy didn't think that something ne- ne- nefarious was happening, and uh, instead of well, you know, I'll just leave. He could have said, "Hey guys, this is a really bad idea." You know, th- there is a ton of uh, absolute a ton of validity in what you just said, Mike. Uh, you had something to add? Yeah, and and because we we also just saw and I, this just clicked into my head a second ago too. Um, being in San Diego, this is not hockey, but. Um, I don't, you all probably know about the guy they called the punt God, Matt Ariza, who was from San Diego state got drafted in the NFL. It's things like that. It's like this guy was big man on campus at the San Diego state university. And it came out that literally him and a bunch of his, you know, people at his, at his college were raping this young girl, this, you know, underage girl who was, you know, on, on campus at a party. Sure. But People knew about this. You know, there were reasons why this guy who's considered one of the best punters ever fell in the draft. Teams knew about it. Nobody said anything. All right. It was just, it was like a a secret of, okay, well, we're not going to take him, but you know, someone will, and it won't be our problem. It'll be their problem. And that's the problem. Absolutely. People like to wash their hands of things. And uh, and again, like the, the player who I was just uh, referring to, who I, I won't name, but current NHLer who just said, oh, well, you know, I, I got out of the room. I didn't know anything bad was happening. Come on. All right. Like it, it's just, it's it's people just like to think that uh, that the rest of us are stupid, I think, sometimes. Uh, and it's just, it's just it's ridiculous. So I, there's a ton of validity, absolutely, Mike. And, and why can't we be better people? And why can't we stop behaviors like this, uh, even if it might make us unpopular amongst our teammates? I'm sorry. If I become unpopular uh, amongst my hypothetical teammates because I stopped them from doing something morally wrong, I can live with that. I, I'm sorry. I can live with that. Uh, so I, I think there's a ton of validity in that. Absolutely, Mike. I think that's a great point to make. And I'm really, uh, again, very grateful that us as a group can have conversations like these because they are important. And uh, until people from all levels, whether it's peers like Mike uh, referred to, whether it's uh, actual governing bodies, uh, you know, take actual action, uh, until there's actual change from all levels, we're going to see more stories like this pop up, you know, three months from now, we are almost certainly going to be talking about something else. And it is just so, so disheartening. Uh, it, it really is. Oh. Uh, Mike, I wanted to add on real quick to say thank you to Mike for bringing up those that don't report it. I was somebody who didn't report it when it happened in college. And um, it's not an easy decision to not report it either. So I, I really, I'm really thankful that you said that, Mike. Yeah, that, that absolutely, Mike. Uh, uh, it's it really is uh, very important to remember that uh, that that you know, not coming forward uh, still requires a ton of strength and uh, and dealing with trauma in people's own ways. Absolutely, um, Mike. I wanted to go right back to you uh, to see what uh, what your topic for discussion tonight was. Sure, and I'm going to start with a "Don't read the comments" moment, but then I'm going to spin it into something a little more cheery. So. NHL 23 just came out last week, the video game, um, EA's newest variation of the professional hockey game. And we've known this for a little while that the cover athletes were going to be Trevor Zegras and Sarah Nurse, uh, the amazing Hockey Canada um, champion. The blowback in the comments 
has been predictable and disappointing. Um, you know, just from things as simple as like, oh, does she play in the NHL? Um, or, oh, wow, what team does she play for if she's in the NHL? Things like that, too, as horrible as, you know, oh, this is just woke, woke bullshit. Why are we trying to, you know, put a woman on the game? We could skate circles around here. First of all, shut the fuck up. Sorry. I know that, you know, we're... We'll put the explicit I, I don't like tag the, on this, no worries. <laughs> you know, like, shut up, all right? Sarah Nurse is a two-time Olympic gold medal champion. She's won a world... um world champions a couple times i'm sorry one time olympic gold one time olympic silver i think two time world champion she's an under 18 world champion this is one of the best hockey players on the planet all right and she deserves to be on that game she deserves to be in that game which she is this year uh huge news as haley was one of the first to uh report for us that that they were going to put these teams into nhl 23 so enough right okay she deserves to be there she is there and this is what's good for the game now it's it's also trevor zegris who's another person who we've we've had conversations on this podcast about how good he is for the game he's exciting he's young sarah nurse is the same way and i think some of the comments that people got frustrated with but i think is actually really important is she talked about being a role model to little girls and, you know, who can now say, I've seen, you know, I've seen a woman on the, on the cover of NHL 23. And she talks about how important that is, but she said, oh, just as important, if not more important is for the little boys. All right. So people, my, my kid's age who see a woman on the cover of, you know, maybe a game that they love to play. And someday they won't hopefully be those people in the comments saying, Oh, what, what NHL team does she play for? Because it, will hopefully just be, well, of course she's there. She belongs there. So that's my hope for the next generation to be better than my generation. And when you see an amazing athlete like Sarah Nurse, you just say, hey, good for her. She is the right cover athlete. So that's my that's my uh, my thoughts. Yeah, really, really well said, Mike. I, I totally agree. And just first and foremost, before I, I respond, if you are if you are online, and you see someone using uh, the term woke, usually like nine out of 10 times, that's the person that you're probably going to want to end up muting right away anyway, because uh, they're usually saying something dumb uh, and using woke as as this uh, like, you know, pejorative term with finger quotes or something. Uh, so mo- nine times out of 10, you're going to want to mute that person to begin with. Um, but specifically to address, uh, you know, what you're saying, yeah, it, it, I hope that we are in a place soon where it can just be, hey, this is awesome that uh, that, that Sarah Nurse is on the cover. Like, oh, th- this is really cool. Uh, and that she is a role model for young girls. And uh, this this year, I have become involved in youth hockey. And I am coaching for uh, the youth hockey program that I um, grew up playing in. And what I can tell you um, is that this program is remarkably different uh, from when I played. When I played there were, uh, you know, we we allowed girls to play on, on the boys' team. So there were, uh, you know, a, a handful of, uh, of girls uh, sprinkled in on uh, on the different teams we were on. Now, there are actual, like, full girls' teams. There's a, you know, we're the Framingham Junior Flyers. They're the Framingham Lady Flyers. Uh, so they they have their, uh, their own team. They have their own league. And they are playing in youth hockey. And I've 
seen some of their practices. I've had, I've run uh, one of their uh, their clinics, and they are just as skilled as the as the boys that I coach. They are you know, they work just as hard. They can probably skate circles around some of the the, the boys that I coach. And there's no oh well, it's 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 just the girls league. They they are they are just as uh, as you know valued. Um, and it's great to see that program go in that direction. And there's a lot of programs going in that direction. So like Mike was saying, it definitely starts at the generation after ours, because the one that, uh, you know, our generation and uh, generations older than us uh, are still reacting exactly as you said, Mike, the, oh, what team, what uh, does she play for the Canucks? Like, uh, what team does she play on? Just grow up. You know, can we not be misogynistic, sexist swines for like 30 seconds? That, that would just be wonderful if we could just not, the absolute dickheads. Uh, Lauren and Haley, I'd love to, to get your thoughts on, on this topic as well. Lauren, I'll, I'll stop uh, over to you first. Yeah. Also, if you see something on the internet that you don't like, you can just keep on scrolling. It takes, it's a lot quicker to scroll than this to type out some misogynistic comment and hit send. Just keep scrolling if you're that bothered by someone on a, on a video game that you're probably never going to play. Um, I love it, of course. I think that representation matters. And as someone who grew up playing the NHL franchise, and yes, it's the reason I love the Colorado Avalanche. And no, at six years old, I'm not thinking like, oh, why aren't there women playing in the in a video game? But when you maybe are six or seven years old and you get to you get to choose, like you have that opportunity to choose a woman, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, who is this? Maybe you've never heard of of Sarah Nurse. And you realize how amazing she is and how much she's accomplished in her career and how good she is for the game. And it, maybe this also bring attention to women's hockey, both, you know, the, the PHF, the Olympics and how talented these athletes are. And it's, it's really not that big of a deal. And it, the best part is in the video game, if you're that bothered by it, you don't even have to pick her. You don't have to pick her. You can, again, you can just scroll on by that. And if you are that bothered by it, maybe you need to dig deeper inside yourself and think why are you so bothered by A, something that does not impact your life and B, something that's going to help grow the game in a positive way. And I hope those people who on the internet are that are you know very mad and using woke in a, a, the wrong way and just being stupid about it. I hope they don't have daughters. And if they do, I hope they realize that they're taking their safe space away from their daughters. That if if I saw my dad on the internet doing that, I'd be like, I don't want to go to him and say like, I want to play hockey because he's going to tell me, no, that's a boy sport. You can go dance. And it's, it's bigger than just, oh, I'm not, oh, I don't, I don't want a, a woman on the cover. Like you're, your daughters are seeing that your people, other people around you who have daughters or who have maybe your wife. I don't know. It's just, it's really not that deep. And to be so mad about it, it's just so silly. Like I said, it does not impact your day-to-day -day life at all. Like just, just let people be happy. And if you don't have to buy the game, you don't have to use Sarah nurse or any other woman hockey player for that matter during the game. And like I said, just keep scrolling. It takes less effort. Just, it takes, it just getting mad over something as, as trivial as a video game is just so bizarre to me. And they haven't even played it. 
Like get mad while you're playing it. Get mad while the other team's scoring on you or your con your controller freezes. Like get mad at actual things while you're playing the video game, not because of someone on a cover. Yeah, absolutely. Get mad because your younger brother is not very good at the game and he just does the most obscure stuff and he manages to score a fluky goal on you and throw your dis uh, your controller in disgust like I do. Uh, like don't don't get mad over uh, over representation and uh, again, like you said Lauren, like it does not impact you whatsoever. Like you can just ignore the fact that there are women's teams in the game. You can just play, uh, you know, stars versus sabers, uh, and you will never know that, uh, that that you know. And you don't have to look at the cover if you don't have to. But for the young girl who loves the fact that uh, that you know a, a woman is on the cover of of NHL and it might inspire her to stick with hockey, like that's worth it. So just get over it. I mean, my God, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And like you pointed out at the very uh, start, it takes less effort to just keep scrolling than to, to fire off those thumbs uh, and send a, a really negative comment. Just like it takes, uh, you know, more muscles to frown than to smile. Like, you know, like ju just do the thing that takes less effort. I, I promise you it'll be better. Um, Hales, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. And as, uh, as, we go to Haley. I know that she's on her way to, I believe, a relaxing massage. Uh, so I'd love to uh, to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. So hopefully my car is not too bad. Um, so obviously I'm pro-female on the cover. I mean, if you've listened to any of our episodes, you know that. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I just play the women's teams in all of those games. Um, obviously not batted, but... I play the women's teams in the soccer and I play the women's teams in NHL and I don't touch the men's teams. So I'm the opposite. And I don't complain that there's a man on the cover. So maybe you shouldn't complain that there is a woman on the cover. It's just, it's absolutely mind blowing that in 2022, we're still having these types of conversations. Um, I really like the quote um, and what Mike brought up. It's not just little girls, but little boys do. It has to become normal for us not to have a discussion about it it shouldn't be a discussion it should just be like oh that's cool that's awesome yeah she deserves to be on the cover this year because she's played a really good um and also i just want to point out that the soccer game they added a, a new women's league so it's not just international uh world cup play now in the new one so nhl let's get some dhf in there let's add some more women's teams we are making the right steps but let's not do it so slowly and I will be on that course every freaking episode because I want it. And if you don't believe her, that listen to some of our past episodes because she has been on this train for uh, for a while. Thank you, Hales. Absolutely. Um, it's now my turn to share the topic that I'd like to discuss. And all of my line mates know exactly what this is going to be because I've been uh, – impatient like a like a like a child uh for like two months now waiting uh for the reveal that we got just yesterday as we're recording here and that is drum roll please the reverse retros are here we finally got the reveal of the reverse retros i have been anticipating this not just because i had a feeling what the bruins reverse retro was going to be and wanted to see it in person but just in general i love jerseys uh i i love uh, throwbacks. I love, uh, number one, I'm a 90s kid, and I love when the 90s are referenced, and there was a lot of teams revisiting their 90s roots, and then some that revisited like the 1930s, and it was just an eyesore, uh, but uh, a lot of uh, heavy 90s presence 
um, in uh, in some of these reverse retros. And uh, so I'm, as a jersey enthusiast and someone who has far too many jerseys in his closet uh, and will continue to stuff his closet with more jerseys, uh, undoubtedly, uh, I wanted to talk about the reverse retros. Um, so I want to get my line mates thoughts on what they thought some of the highlights were, uh, what they thought some of the lowlights were. We actually did a full ranking of all 32 reverse retros at the Snipe and Selly uh, Twitter account. So that's at Snipe and Selly Pod on Twitter. So definitely check us out and uh, give us some feedback there. Give us a follow and let you know, uh, let us know what you thought of our rankings. But uh, really quickly, I wanted to touch on on some of the uh, first. We'll start with the lowlights because th- those are more fun to talk about. Number one, uh, one and one A. Detroit and Chicago. Uh, number one, like, did you guys copy each other's homework? Uh, like, these jerseys look almost exactly the same, and they they look like they're both an ode to uh, to you know the original six, uh, you know, like nineteen thirties. Uh, these look so boring. I mean, you have absolute classic logos, and they're not incorporated whatsoever. This looks just oh my god! This looks like an ugly Christmas sweater for both teams. Uh, these are awful. I I hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Uh, also for the St. Louis Blues, ambitious. I think it was a swing and a miss. There's too much going on here. Um, so, uh, so you know, just by default, uh, you know, they're they're down there as well. Uh, also, uh, the Predators bringing back uh, the Snaggletooth. Didn't need that. Snaggletooth was featured in our ugliest jerseys episode. Go back and listen to it uh, if you'd like. Uh, the only you know positive here is they didn't bring back the spicy brown mustard uh, you know base, uh, but y- you have a very menacing logo and Snaggletooth is not it. Um, and and additionally, the Edmonton Oilers, the oil drop. This was an eyesore, also featured in our ugly jersey uh, episode. This is an eyesore twenty years ago. It's an eyesore now, and it does not get any better that you incorporate some actual color uh, in, in getting some of that orange in there. Uh, it does not look any better. Uh, this is just a travesty. You again have a classic look. Celebrate that. This just looks like shit. Uh, I'm sorry. It looks like shit. Um, I want to see if I. Oh, it, I, I did have to point out as well because I just thought this is ironic. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, their reverse retro looks basically like the Pavel Bure era Florida Panthers jerseys. That's legitimately what they look like. And in their defense, they were trying to incorporate. Uh, an ode to the Colorado Rockies, uh, which not the baseball team, the hockey team, uh, which moved to New Jersey and became the Devils. Um, so they, they wanted to uh, to incorporate that. But as we will discuss, there is a, a much better ode to the Colorado Rockies uh, that was done. So that by default, like that knocked you down a peg because someone else tried that same idea and they did it much better. Uh, that just makes you look bad. So uh, they're the New Jersey Panthers, uh, the, these uh, these uniforms. Uh, so, uh, and also uh, one final one, uh, Toronto. This is just copy and paste. Like do something. And we love to rag on the Leafs uh, on this show. But I mean, do something that's creative. You could have done something that looks similar to uh, the Ty Domi, Matt Sundin era, where they had like uh, at least some different font or something. This literally just looks like the, like the same thing they've trotted out for a winter classic. This is just so boring. Um, I do point out that uh, each jersey does have the 90s orange uh, NHL crest as opposed to now, which has a silver one. So I did like that every jersey had that. But uh, those are some of the lowlights. As for some of the highlights, I just referenced how the uh, the, the Devils had the, the reference to the Colorado Rockies. Well, the actual Colorado team, the Colorado Avalanche, also uh, – 
incorporated an ode to the Colorado Rockies uh, using the actual logo. And it just, it is fire. We have it ranked as number one uh, in our Snipe and Sally rankings. It's fantastic. Uh, I like that Colorado did not go down the Nordiques route again because they did that before. Uh, so I like that they went with the Colorado Rockies um, uh, ode there. Looks fantastic. Florida Panthers. I mean, between Radko Gudis having the, uh, the the boat picture with the sunglasses uh, that kind of made him look like the villain from Men in Black 3, um, but uh, a cool picture nonetheless, uh, and the baby blue, powder blue. I am a sucker for powder blue. I, I really am. I love that incorporation, having the palm tree and the hockey stick. That is an absolute win. And, of course, as Lauren is so excited to discuss, the return of Pooh Bear for the Boston Bruins. Uh, I was hoping that this would uh, hit the way that it did, and it, it looks fantastic. This is uh, this is fantastic. It's the, really the the main difference is that they don't have the gold base. They have a a, a clean white base with the Pooh Bear and uh, and the same textured shoulders. I love this jersey. Uh, I can't wait to get one. For some reason, Adidas in the NHL is making me wait another like three and a half weeks to actually order this. Um, but I am deciding between a Brad Marchand and a Charlie McAvoy right now, uh, but I am getting one for sure. And the final highlight that I want to mention is, of course, the Ducks. You can't go wrong here incorporating the classic Mighty Ducks logo uh, with the current color scheme. This is is a home run. Uh, It it did not take much effort, but you you play the hits. I, I absolutely agree. So, I'd love to get my line mates thoughts on on highlights and lowlights and just what they uh, they thought of the reverse re- uh, retro reveal. So, uh, Lord, I'd love to, to stop over to you first. Yeah, I mean, we all know how I feel about Pooh Bear. This is my one of my favorite jerseys. And I know a lot of people don't like it. And my darling husband is one of them. And it's probably we don't disagree on much. But it's one thing I do not want to discuss with him because he's such a hater that I just it's so negative where whatever. But Pooh Bear Elite, Ducks Elite, I'm so disappointed by the Red Wings in particular because what's stopping them from doing a black jersey with just their their logo? It'd be so sick. It's so simple and it's just so clean. And it's it's awful what they put out there. I and those poor Red Wings fans, those are such a they have such a loyal fan base, and you're giving them a crappy retro jersey. Uh, shame. Um, I. So I don't, I don't hate the Canadians jersey. I love the color. I like you. I'm a sucker for that powder blue. I just don't think there's anything wrong with their classic white, the red. I just maybe um maybe that's a boomer mentality in me where it's like oh, I don't go away from your classic colors. But I do, you know, it, it's I love it. I love the blue, and I sometimes I I don't like saying anything nice about the Canadians, but they do a nice job with their jerseys. Obviously, the my abs just chef's kiss, perfect. Um, the Arizona Coyotes, I just, I don't know what happened there. I, I don't, I want to like it. I really do. But it's the color I can't get over. And Derek made a good point today where he's like, I really want to see them with like their pants and their socks, where then he'll have maybe more of opinion, not on Pooh Bear, but more of a well-calculated opinion on some of the other jerseys that he's not really sure on, but the Islanders was, was terrible um not terrible there just could have been more there um the Oilers was terrible I love 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 and I know this is kind of down on your list Mark the Rangers I love Lady Liberty I love everything about that look I just think it's clean I'm absolutely obsessed and I like the Dallas Stars but I think I'm too much of a lime green gal where what they've done with their like their New Year jerseys where I'm like I can't I like it but I just cannot 
I can't get into it at all. Um, and the Jets, I think the Jets are a dark horse for me. They are so, so good. And it's weird because it just says Winnipeg Jets. Like, it's, I feel like it's just their team name with the, with a hockey stick, I think it is. But it just, it looks so good. And the colors, they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. I have a few more, but I don't want to take away from my line mates. But I've got strong opinions on pretty much all of them. And I just will say one more. I don't like Calgary Flames. I think their logo was boring to begin with. And their jerseys with the Chrissy Crossy thingies, not a fan. But I feel like for the most part, and for, yeah, yeah, for the most part, I guess, the teams really understood what they were going for. It's just kind of like the bottom seven just for like, nah, mail it in. Yeah, no, and I love that you have strong opinions on this, Lauren, because this is a fun topic to discuss. Um, Lady Liberty actually was not that far down. It just missed on being top 10. So I have it at 12. Um, it, it, I definitely love uh, Lady Liberty. Um, I actually, I, I so I, I liked Montreal, and, and everyone on this show knows it's very hard for me to give any praise to Montreal. Uh, I actually, I liked the, the homage to the Montreal Expos that they threw in there. Like, uh, it, it wasn't exactly... Uh, Canadians related, but it was like, okay, the, the Expos are a big part of uh, of uh, Montreal's history, and it's a travesty that they're not around anymore. Uh, let's incorporate some of that. So I did like that. Um, and I, I guess I'm an, on an island when it comes to the Coyotes. I, I don't think Mike likes them very much either. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of this Coyotes look. I really am. Uh, but sadly, only 5,000 people will be able to see them in person because, uh, as everyone knows, they're playing at, uh, you know, Arizona State uh, Beta Tau uh, University rink uh for the next several years but uh yeah um big uh some of these like even the um the canucks uh, jersey i think is is fantastic uh, and at first uh, my brother was talking to me about this and he goes i didn't even know what that what team that was like i had to figure out what team it actually was but it looks good um but uh, yeah there's a lot of really really good ones here mike i'd love to get your thoughts yeah, uh, your biggest swing and a miss there, Mark, was the Coyotes. I I don't like the jersey. It's the colors weird. I the whole bottom thing. Like I get it, you're Arizona, but like I don't like that. When you have it top five, I'd have it bottom five. Um, I think the I agree with Lauren. I think the Jets one is underrated here. I think the Jets jersey might be the the best one of the bunch, uh, and it's the colors, Lauren. I agree with you. It's like the the logo itself is fine. It's a good logo, but they just they nailed those colors so much that this this jersey is if i could pick one to wear it would either be pooh bear or this one um i think oh and the ducks the ducks jersey is obviously you can't go wrong with that like you were saying mark uh that one's fire the flames i really want to like it there's just too much going on outside of the main sweater like i i think the the logo's fine when we talked our, our ugly Jersey episode, it's hard to mess up that color, the that color combination, the black and red. So I, I like it. I think it looks good, but then that little weird crisscross thing on the, um, on the bottom and then the sleeves, it just, it takes it out of a top tier and puts it sort of, um, sort of in the middle somewhere. Um, and I also think that we're underrating the blue jackets. I think that I saw in a, you know, a lot of, um, tier lists the, them sort of near the bottom i think it's a solid jersey i think it's clean i like the color combination i like the stars on the uh shoulder the numbers look good um and again it's a good color scheme so i think that that's an underrated jersey i'd probably knock that uh up into the top 10 at the very least um 
it's the Penguins one. Is this even a retro, a reverse retro? This is just like their jersey that they used to wear. Like I, I love it because it sort of has like a nostalgia thing for me. I hated that team in the '90s, but it's just so classic to me that it's hard for me to hate on it. As some of the bottom tier, yeah, you can't like Detroit. They're one of my my you know backup teams, and that's just disappointing. It's just a, a horrible jersey. Chicago's is bad too. They're like exactly what we had on our um our worst jersey episodes. Those sort of just you know barber stripe jerseys. Um, Snaggletooth, oil drop, awful. Uh, a lot of people like the Tampa Bay one for some reason. It's yeah. it's it's the you know that thunderstorm. I think it's like I I think I like the color scheme better than the blue one that we had on our episode. I think a, a a common theme for me in this is that white jerseys look good on this list. They look better than uh, almost all of the ones that aren't. And then yeah, just what an uninspired effort by the the Maple Leafs. Like this is you like you said it, it looks almost exactly like that one that they they pulled out what was it last year? Yes. Yeah. You know, come on, give us something. Um and then I'm surprised no one sort of talked one way or the other on the sharks because the seals were on our ugliest episode, our ugliest Jersey episode. And it sort of just, you know, missed, missed the cut here as being good or bad. Um, I don't really like it. I think it's, I think it's kind of an eyesore. Yeah. I have that one, like very middle of the pack. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, uh, the Winnipeg one, I'm glad you brought that up again, just like Lauren did. I mean that that's that's an homage to the OG Winnipeg Jets. It's it's you know, pretty much their logo, the the team that eventually moved to Arizona to become the Coyotes, as opposed to the Thrashers, which uh, then uh, relocated to Winnipeg to become the current version of uh, of the Jets. But yeah, I uh, I definitely am in agreement. I I was talking to my brother about this again, and. He was of the opinion that that Pittsburgh would actually have looked really good if they took that that throwback logo because, like you said, it is kind of just cut and paste. And the only reason why I have it ninth is because uh, that logo is so great because there's a lack of originality there. But uh, he said it would be great if they took that logo and then uh, put it to the that uh, powder blue color scheme that they had in that alternate. Like do something like that, different color scheme with that logo. That's original, and that that would have been better. Um, so it would have been cool if if they had done that, but. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm on, a, on an island with Calgary as well because I know that you and Lauren specifically uh, were not fans of it. I, I think this is uh, a lot better than the old Blasty that we were rumored to be getting. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's been uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, no need to defend Tampa. It's just it's bad. It, it, it's it's very bad. But um, I have a feeling that Hales is going to want to talk about Vegas uh, because uh, uh, she's had strong thoughts on Vegas jerseys in the past. Hales, I'd love to get your thoughts on some of these reverse retro reveals. Yeah, so um, I'm running out of a little bit of time here, but so I don't want to go into too, I don't have them in front of me, so I can't go into too much detail, but I do agree with a lot of the things that you said, so I'm not going to repeat some of them just for sake of time, Um, but first off the flyers, we didn't talk about them yet, it's really, I mean, all you did was kind of move the colors around, you didn't change the logo, you didn't do anything, you just kind of made the white and black and orange in different spots. Um, so not original, don't love it. Love the pants, though, and I'm going to need a pair of those, and I might have to get the jersey just to wear the whole outfit because I feel like those pants are incredible. So that puts them at the middle of the pack for me, and um, all the other ones that were super unoriginal are low pack for me. I just 
I feel like you had a chance to do something really cool and you didn't really put any thought into it. Um, after Vegas, the sparkly ones are so bad that really there was nothing that they could have done that would make me say it was bad because anything that they wear is better than the sparkly ones. So if they want to wear the sparkly ones this season, they should just wear their reverse retros instead. And that's my biggest take on it. Yeah, and, and supposedly Vegas's jerseys glow in the dark. Um, so that uh, that was a, a big takeaway. Uh, that's the why they moved up a little bit on my list because I had to knock them down for, again, technically they're not retro. Uh, so, uh, but apparently they, they glow in the dark. And yeah, the Flyers, unfortunately, like they just changed the sleeves. That's all that they did. But, uh, you know, uh, Christmas is coming up, Hales. So, uh, so perhaps a uh, Flyers reverse retro is in your future. Um that so yeah again anyone who has uh, any feedback on uh, on what we discussed in our rankings in general the reverse retros please tweet at us at snipe and sellypod we'd love to hear from you uh, and don't be afraid to uh, to you know direct some anger at my uh, at the rankings that I chose in specific uh, because I think my my line mates disagree with me on uh, on some of them for sure uh, but I did want to go around to each of my uh, esteemed line mates here and get their empty netters as we wrap up our first episode of season three and Hales, I want to go right back over to you. Do you have an empty netter for us? So I'm just going to touch on kind of baseball again, which is, you know, this is hockey, but um, because the Phillies are doing so well, Wawa brought back hoagie fence. So if you have a Wawa and you love Wawa, go get you a hoagie. Just saying, I'm jealous. I can't get one. Yeah, I'm jealous too. I I, I I am closer to the the nearest Wawa than Haley is, but I'm still not close enough. Uh, and uh, it's definitely something that I wish I had in my life for sure. Uh, Mike, how about yourself? Any empty netter as we wrap up this episode? I haven't decided how I feel about the Kraken's new mascot, Bowie. I... I'm I'm a big fan of the NHL going to the gritty, buoy, trolley type of um, mascots, but I think they might need to fight for supremacy. And you know, my money will always be on gritty. And then, just as a quick thing, um, Haley made me a fan of the San Diego Wave Football Club out here in San Diego, the women's soccer team. And in their first inaugural season, they are in the semifinals. Um, trying to be one of the best teams in the league. And it's going on at the same time as the Padres. So it's playoff fever out here in San Diego. So thanks Haley. Love that. Love that. Lauren, how about yourself? An empty netter as we wrap up this episode. Yeah, it's a very long hockey season. So as much as I love some of the overreactions, um, we can always chill on them. But if you want to talk how like Linus Allmark is the number one goalie for the Bruins, that's totally cool. Um, but if you want to talk about how, trading Jeremy Swayman I haven't seen that but I'm not I'm surprised I haven't or like trading one of your best players on whatever team you root for settle down settle down and also Andres Bjork is about to be the best AHL player this world has ever seen absolutely absolutely he is uh but yeah if you want to like uh overreact to say that the Lightning are going to finish like in last place this year we can get behind that we can get behind that they're off to a rough start they'll probably turn it around but uh I think everyone's ready for uh, for Tampa to just uh, fade away into nothingness. Um, as for myself, uh, I wanted to uh, just uh, thank once again uh, our fantastic audience uh, for um, we have a, a huge uptick in listens over um, over the, the the break. So people were kind of catching up on some of our shows. 
uh, please share Snipe and Selly with, uh, you know, hockey fans that you know of. Um, and I've plugged uh, the show on a new Bruins Discord that I've stumbled into. And I got to say, finding a community where you can talk hockey outside of Twitter is just tremendous. I I love the fact that I can actually talk uh, hockey with some very uh, calm, rational folks. Um, and it, and then I step back into Twitter. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to get out of here. I have to log out right now because uh, I'm getting the same takes that Lauren just re- referred to. Like, oh, my God, Swayman's a bum. Uh, guy gave up, uh, you know, six goals in Ottawa. Get, get him out of here. Uh, so find a community where you can uh, engage in very uh, calm, rational discussion is I think my empty netter like I have with this fantastic Bruins Discord that is invite only. So uh, if you want in, let me know and I might be able to get you in. Uh, but I want to go around to each of my line mates and have them let our listeners know where can they, they can be found online. Hales, we will start with you. Uh, where can all of our listeners find you? You can find me at CSI Haley on Instagram and Twitter, CSI Haley 91 on TikTok. Make sure you're going to forthefansmedia.com so that you can subscribe to all the shows that you want to listen to, find episode, old episodes, listen to those. They're great. And also blogs and video blogs. There are plenty on there to catch up on. And I'm going to be working on one about dating in your 30s after divorce. And it's, it's not that great, guys. So it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, we, we look forward to uh, that blog from Haley. And like she said, definitely check out ForTheFansMedia.com for sure. Uh, Lauren, I'd love to check uh, in with you next. Uh, where can all of our listeners find you online? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff at La 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's. You can find all my written work on Nesson.com. Tons of brewing stuff pretty much every single day. You can hear me hosting the Ness and Bruins pod. We're still on a bit of a hiatus. We're having some issues just kind of starting it, uh, getting it restarted. But it's coming to you very, very soon, hopefully next week. And you can also hear me hosting the Locked on Red Sox pod Monday through Friday. I know when we left for our off-season hiatus, Mark, you were so gracious and being like, please let the Red Sox be good. And it just never, never happened. Um, but we're still giving you content Monday through Friday. And um just one more little note. I had no idea that Devils fans hated Paul Vazaka the way they do. I tweeted that he was coming up to the, to the probably going to play on the first line, and Devils fans found my tweet. And they, they were not mean to me, but they were just like, what? Top line Zaka? What? And it it blew my mind. I was like, oh, these people do not like Paul Vazaka. This is, this is, but they were being nice about it. Like, they weren't being rude. They were just... I guess it's just kind of how it feels like how we felt about Matt Barkowski all those years ago. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, New Jersey's loss is the Bruins' gain because Zaka is off to a good start. Uh, he's going to bounce around between lines when team is healthy. He'll probably be on the third line with Charlie Coyle, but uh, it's been a valuable piece for them so far. So, uh, yeah. Um, but I hope that Lauren has some some fantastic, exciting off-season news to talk about on Locked on Red Sox because uh, this team needs to spend some money this off-season. There's no excuse. Uh, so I look forward to having a lot of good news to listen to Lauren discuss on Locked on Red Sox for sure. Mike, how about yourself? Is uh, you know Where can our listeners find you online? And is there anything that you've appeared on that, uh, that you can plug uh, right now? How did you know? Uh, you can find me on social media at Mike Roderick, S-D-R-O-D-E-R-I-C-K. And I actually just appeared on a podcast of a colleague of mine. It's called Members of the Jury Pod. 
and it I'm doing a breakdown of a recent jury trial that I won for my client. Uh, the name of the episode is uh, People versus No Drive DUI, because uh, that's what the case was about. But it's actually a really good show too. It's um basically we break down or uh, my colleague breaks down uh, jury trials from the point of view of public defenders and uh, criminal defense attorneys. Uh, so it's really interesting if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, and I just appeared on one that came out yesterday. Uh, well, when you listen to this, it will have been yesterday. Uh, and that's where you can find me. Awesome. Looking forward to checking that out for sure, Mike. Uh, as for myself, I can be found on Twitter at Mark Pacelli 13 That is P-I-S-E-L-L-I. Um, I can also be found on a, a number of different, uh, you know, d- different FTF shows, uh, including Nerd Pod and Views from the Rafters. So definitely check those out as well. Um, but yeah, my Twitter account is usually just me spouting off nonsense. I do enjoy the new Twitter Circle feature where I can talk to a select uh, group of people. Uh, and uh, I made a, a funny topical House of the Dragon reference today. Uh, looking forward to that finale for sure. Um, but uh, that is that is all you need to know about yours truly. Uh, so again, thank you so much to all of our listeners uh, for uh, for tuning in. Please share Snipe and Selly uh, with the hockey fans in your lives, as we mentioned before. And until the next time we all get together, enjoy the action on the ice, everybody. Thank you.